Welcome to Tiger Paw Radio, the podcast that tackles all the challenges and opportunities of channel convergence. If you provide managed IT, managed print, VoIP, security, or other technology-driven services for your customers, this podcast is for you. Tiger Paw Radio, exploring channel convergence, one stripe at a time. Well, hey everybody, Wes McDonald here, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Tiger Tube. And for those of you that can't see us, you're probably listening to us in Tiger Paw Radio, so thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, today, I am very excited to be speaking with three other industry people uh, that do something similar to what I do, which is volunteering in industry organizations and uh, peer groups. And today's episode, Power of Peers, to talk about why we do this, uh, what the value of belonging to these various organizations is, and why you might want to think about doing it too. So before I go any further, I just want to make sure that I introduce our guests. And Tim, maybe I'll get uh, you to start. Well, I'm Tim Rudiger with Kelly Office Solutions. Um, we are a, a traditional copy print dealer, as well as managed services, document management solutions, um, managed print services solutions. So we're a full, full service dealership. I'm a member of the BTA, have been for quite some quite a few years, I can't even remember how many years, and I'm currently the president, national president of the BTA, and uh, also a member of the American Co-op Group, and very uh, pleased to be a part of that uh, best practices group. Well, that's great, Tim, and I appreciate the work that you do for the BTA and also for joining us today. And Deborah, maybe I'll get you to introduce yourself next. Hi, I'm Deborah Dennis, and I am the vice president of support services for Copy Pro in Greenville, North Carolina, and like Tim, I'm in, in North Carolina, and I covered an, another third of the North Carolina state. Um, I am a BTA member and MPSA member. I am the acting president of the Southeast Board for the BTA, and look forward to seeing, seeing you next week, Wes, at our event. But yeah, we are Rico, Sabin, uh, Konica Minolta dealer, um, so in the imaging channel, but also with document management. Glad to be here. Well, that's great. And thank you very much for all that you do, both for the BTA and the MPSA and for joining us today. And uh, maybe my friend Joe, you can introduce yourself for our audience. Yeah, good morning, Wes and everybody. Uh, my name is Joe Bargainier. I am a past president of the MPSA, the second president of the organization. I was also on the board of directors representing uh, dealers uh, when we first started the MPSA. I've just recently you know, gotten back involved uh, now as the vice president working for West. Uh, help things out. I've always been involved in a lot of different uh, industry associations and, and organizations, uh, best practices, workshops, uh, ever since I got into business. I'm just a big believer in best practices and learning from others and trying not to reinvent the wheel. I appreciate uh, being here. Good seeing well, you guys. I appreciate you being here and I appreciate the work that you are doing with me for the MPSA uh, this year as well. And I don't usually introduce myself that much because I'm typically just the host, but today I'm actually the president of the Managed Print Services Association as well. So for what that's worth, I'll be able to add some, uh, you know, some color and hopefully some, uh, some information about why I think it's so important as well. All right, let's get right into this. So first of all, and Deborah, maybe I'll get you to start this one. Um, why do you volunteer and lead, right? Not everybody does this. You know, it seems like that none of us have enough hours in the day to begin with, why do you dedicate your time uh, to volunteering and leading? Well, you know, really the main thing is because I, it puts me with people that are like-minded um, and that have some of the same issues that I have. And, you know, I'm, I'm 
would like to say, you know, I know it all, but I don't. And I find that out. But what I'm able to do by going to the events, I mean, even getting online and talking to people like yourself, it really broadens my scope of people that I know when I get my back up against the wall and I need to bounce an idea off somebody, there's somebody that has already done this or can give me some advice. And really it's about having that network of people that truly I call friends. I mean, they are my friends and I can pick up the phone and call and, and get an answer. Um, it may not be the answer that I wanted to hear, but it's a truthful answer. So really it's just, I, and I'll tell you, I get more back than the, the, the hours I might spend in my volunteer. I get it back three, four times. So that's really why I do it. It's just for the knowledge and the group of people that I can bounce ideas off of. I love it. And uh, I really like what you say about the friendships that are formed as well uh, through these associations. And I know that even for competitors on the MPSA uh, executive committee, for example, on our board, we have many competitors uh, that work together for the bed and industry and uh, have, have formed really strong friendships, right? You know, far and above beyond what we're all doing. And uh, Tim, maybe I'll get you to take that you know, question next. Why, why do you volunteer and lead, you know, as busy as you are at uh, Kelly? Well, it, it, it was, um, a surprise to me that I got as involved as I did. You know, you get involved in this these operations, and I started just as a board member in the Southeast for the BTA. And I've always believed in, you know, getting to know as many people as you possibly can. The whole purpose of our lives is that it's we're like a bank account. You know, your life is like a bank account. The more you put into it, the more you're going to get back in the end. And what I believe is if you can meet and enjoy and understand lots and lots of people. There's a lots of ideas that come to you. And a lot of times I'll tell you, some of my people are like, oh Lord, he's been to another event. Here he comes, be all sorts of ideas coming out of him. We got to listen to because I've been in this business 40 plus years and there's never an event that I go to that I don't learn something new or different or exciting. And it's the networking piece of it. And they don't become just friends. They become uh, uh, advisors. They become um, somebody that just bounce things off of. They become, you know, more than what you can possibly imagine. Deborah has helped me out of more stuff in Eastern North Carolina than I can, can imagine. And I hope I've been able to do some of the same things. Yeah. For her. Mm -hmm. So and that's just, and Deborah, she's phenomenal because she's so close to me, but there's so many others in this, in this industry that bring so much to the table. And so, you know what, it becomes a rich, feeling to get back to a community and even your competitors that you thought they hated you and you hated them once you get to have a, a drink or two with them or you sit down and have a dinner with them you find out hey we could actually work together on this thing over here and sometimes we have so these things are invaluable it is and the the, the knowledge that you gain the associations that you make and the the depth and the web of people that becomes part of you is extraordinary and if you're not taking part of it you're missing a huge part well i thank you for that and i really like what you say about how much uh really it energizes you to come back with new ideas because uh, i do find the same thing as well and joe how about yourself um one of the first presidents of the managed print service association and now vice president what you know what what gets you involved why do you do this i i do it because i have to I, I don't have a hobby to really speak of I've, I'm pretty passionate about whatever I put my mind behind. Uh, so my work, uh, which to me is, is solving problems and work with other individuals, right? So I'm always looking for the best practices. I'm always looking to, to check 
my knowledge and to learn things and, and interact with other people. And, and, and yeah, a lot of my friends in life over the last 30 years come from the industry of the work. Um, I think as Tom Hopkins said, it's okay to be passionate about your job and not be passionate about golf and have a part-time job in sales. Um, I felt better about that because the Tom Hopkins guy did pretty good. Uh, so I just love interacting with people as I get to know them. I used to, I've been in positions where I've been a subject matter expert and been able to go out and present new ideas and information to the, the dealerships that did the entire RICO uh, family group, thousand dealerships over the time as the printer guy. So you get to throw some things out there and then you get some things back. And the MPSA was the first wave of that where we're, I wanted to have a peer group. I've always seek out peer groups, whatever I'm doing, to get feedback, whether that's a church men's ministry, uh, the key club in high school. Uh, you know, I, I'm just a community service kind of guy, I guess, right? I was just taught that. So when you get into business, my father did it in his industry. You know, he was leader of the marine industry, whatever association. So he would go out and talk to others and they'd bring in, just like BTA or uh, all the hundreds of different organizations you get into. Uh, it's just part of my need to interact with others and, and, and get feedback and offer assistance. And it's just like, like, uh, Others have said so eloquently. You get more back out of it if, it if it's in your if it's in your heart to do. You engage with other people to expand your knowledge and, and references and feedback, and it just makes you a, a more richer person. I think it's it's why we're on the planet, right? I completely agree, and you know it's probably a good segue into why I love to do this as well, right? It is those smaller groups. It is those peer connections we've all talked about, and. I, I get so much back from this role. I mean, I have never done anything in my life that has fed me more in a few ways. One is motivation, right? So when I'm working with other like-minded people to help sort of raise the industry and to come up with ways to benefit it all, it really does give me more energy because I know that there are other people out there, other people like me that want to do the same thing. The second thing I'll say is that it's a very easy way for me in this role to align myself uh, with the kind of company that I want to keep uh, to excel. And, you know, we are the company we keep, as they say, right? And in these peer groups, that's one thing I've always loved is that everyone that we're working with in these peer groups are here for the same reason that we are, that they are looking to better their business, they're looking to better the industry as a whole, and they're looking to work with other people, you know, to that end, right? The next question I want to move into, and we kind of talked a, a little bit about it, but maybe we'll get into a little, little deeper, right? But what benefits do both the BTA and the MPSA and these other organizations uh, bring to you and peer members professionally? And, and maybe I'll start, you know, this one. And I know that for me professionally, I've been involved uh, with the MPSA. This is my second term as president. I've, I've been a longtime uh, BTA member and MPSA member, as well as doing stuff with CompTIA. That the number of business opportunities that have come to me from that work, uh, from actually working with people that I had no idea would even come to me, have been astonishing, right? So professionally for me, even just by doing the right thing, uh, by trying to do the work, uh, that the amount of uh, business, the amount of opportunity that's actually come my way as well, right? So I don't know if you guys experienced that as well, but for me personally, um, it's an incredible way, uh, you know, for people that are uh, working with us on our boards and our executive committees and everything else to spark those things where we might be able to do something really exciting uh, together from a professional perspective as well outside of what we're you know, doing within the association, right? Well, speaking personally, um, I'll have to parrot what Deborah has already said. I get far more back than I could ever give to the, any organization. And it goes back again to the people and the connections that we always make when we become part of this organization. Different mindsets, the different thinking. 
there's a, a million different ways to approach a problem or, or an issue. And when you're a part of an association, you hear several different ideas on what they're doing and how they're going about it. And it's not distilled to an, an area that you're familiar with. For example, you know, you, it's easy to talk to people in the Southeast because I'm around them all the time. But when you get a broader perspective, a national perspective, you get a perspective that you just don't have when you stay holed up in your dealership. So you need to, by getting involved with the BTA or uh, any peer group that's in our industry, it will allow you to hear and feel and understand this industry from perspectives you'll never get anywhere else. And that's what I get back. And that's what I think our members get back is things that, that take them to a different level because they understand and hear of that different level now and they would never have been associated with it. You know, you only know what you know if you just stay in your own place. Yeah. When you go out there, all they know now becomes part of what you know. And that is huge. And there is no way to describe that, that uh, the capital that goes along with that. It has improved my business dramatically. One of the other things that you touch on is, is, when you're in your own organization, whatever that is, right? Whether it's a small company, big company, whatever the role you play personally in an organization, there's limitations to how much you can learn in that organization, right? Like because regional, because your day job, because you're not on a career path to be the president, but you most, most humans want to learn and develop and grow, right? Cause if you're not growing, you're dying. Uh, nobody likes to be static in a, a mushroom under a log, right? So I think the organizations, these associations and peer groups allow organizations to have their people get involved with larger groups that allows them to learn and grow and develop, doesn't conflict with the, the, the day job, right? Because maybe they're learning things they can't learn at the day job, but we don't have time to, you know, stretch out inside the organization because we're only 100 employees or 30 employees or some five employee companies. But I can have one of my people go out and get involved in this, this association and spend as much time as they'd like after hours. And maybe it's only a couple hours during work time during a month, but they're growing beyond our organization. They're bringing back at a lot of different levels growth to share that I can't afford to do internally. I mean, it comes full circle. The people you meet through your career, if you're good at networking and you care, you're going to come back and, and, and be with those people later. Right. We've got Russ Kaminga. Russell Kaminga is on the board now because I worked with Russ in 2008. We started the same place, same time. He was from Iowa. I'm from wherever. We had similar ideas. And here we are since 2008, whatever many years is now, he's now on the board because I was like, this guy would be a good contributor to the MPSA and it would help him continue in his professional development. So now Russ is on the board. We, we do this all day, right? Who's going to volunteer to do that, right? Volunteerism is like a less than 5% of the population. So we all, so in, when you get an organization, somebody's got to volunteer to run the organization to encourage the others to participate. And that's just that group of people is a small group in the world. And one of the neat things that you touched on there, Joe, was this idea that once the organization is involved uh, with the BTA or the MPSA, that nothing stops them from getting all kinds of their people involved, right? And that's one thing that I love. People ask, well, how many of our people, you know, at the MPSA, when they first sign up, how many logins do I get? And our answer is, well, how many do you need, right? Like how many of your people do you want on there? And these young people, especially in the industry, what a great way for them to learn 
and to be able to uh, to get this kind of information and and knowledge up literally the shoulders of giants in the spaces you were just talking about joe right well it really is about growth i mean just about your professional growth in this business you know there's always something you can find you know online in a magazine going through you know podcasts that really will help you grow you know personally and professionally and i think like right now you know as, as we're sitting here talking about it I think about when you know when I joined initially, you know, it was you get the magazine out, and then you if you go to the events, then you meet people there. But now with really and it, with, through COVID, the positive thing about COVID, we have all gotten very comfortable with this this type of arena, sitting down, getting on you know webinars, talking with each other virtually. It really is a broader scope than it ever has been. And which is really nice because you really, you're not picking up the phone, you're actually seeing people, the whites of their eyes and talking to them. And you feel like you really get to know people on, you know, on that personal level. Um, you know, one of the things that BTA did, you know, through COVID, which is a big help, they started a dealers helping dealers. And it really is a, is a group that meets once a month and you're not on a, on a webinar with like people you compete with. So you're able to talk freely and the people that I have met across the country that I might not would have met at my regional you know, uh, seminars that I go to. Um, it really has just opened up a, a broader spectrum. Yeah, I joined a, a podcast that you guys, a little social thing that MPSA had last year at like four o'clock. I was feeling down in the dumps. You know, COVID was kicking our butt. And I saw, I think it was, uh, it was, I think it was Sarah Henderson that actually, you know, she was having a little social hour. I just bopped on, you know, had the greatest time and really met a lot of people on that and really brightened my day. Because again, these are the people, I think, Joe, you mentioned it. This is my addiction. I mean, I, I love this business. I love hearing about it. I don't watch TV. I get, you know, I get on LinkedIn. I watch podcasts. I read books because really it helps me grow as a person. And if I didn't have these peer groups, you know, I, I'd be at home watching Housewives of whatever county. You know, <laughs> this is just better. You know, it helps. It helps me, helps my family, helps this business. So I appreciate every one of you because you're right. We get to hang around the giants of this industry. How cool is that? Yeah. Like, absolutely cool. And I love what you say there too about, you know, this idea that social hour, I was on that as well, right? And yep. there for no other reason really than just to bring people together and, you know, to celebrate, right? You know, we've all been stuck through this, you know, nonsense of the pandemic. And even to have that moment virtually, we've really found these ways to be able to do that, right? Hey, listen, you know, the, the pandemic, it was kind of funny. We just talked about that. It really did throw everybody a wrench, right? I mean, there's not an organization, not just in our channel, but any industry that has not been, you know, impacted in some way, right? Um, so how did your peer organization help members and even those that weren't members to weather that storm? You know, the uh, the BTA really, really stepped up and and, and I'll quote uh, 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 one of the manufacturer's representatives, Mike Marusic with Sharp. He said, if, the, if through COVID, dealers don't understand the value of BTA, they don't get it. He said, because they were invaluable through this. The, the resources that were brought to bear from legal with Bob Goldberg doing his webinars, helping dealers negotiate through the PPP loans and the, now it's the employee retention credits. And it's a whole variety of things and what's necessary to do. And then bringing in another, other associations via our uh, managed network services, we had the tag group come in and actually had a small business administrator that's part of their team that was talking to us about how to get through this. The dealer helping dealer 
has been dramatic. And I'm going to give all that credit to Brent Hoskins. He came up with this idea. We were going through a year of when we we're not going to get to really be with one another, but he determined that, well, there is a way. We can do a Zoom call with non-competing dealers and talk about what's going on. All right, how are you handling the pandemic now? What are your, what are the, the steps you've taken? Are you laying people off? Are you hiring? What are you doing? You know, and, and, and these, these, all of that information was coming to us in a non-competitive way because we didn't have to worry about it. Or it was very, very well done. And these dealers have now hung on to that. And it is a key part of every two weeks of what we do. They cannot wait to get on that meeting. There's plenty of good questions already pre-assigned. So we're now a community that is really given back. And I think Brent is looking at the potential of reshuffling that so that we can have other perspectives now that everybody's gotten very comfortable with each other in their dealer helping dealer group you look forward to seeing each other and you're keeping up with each other but this is a the bta alone under that scenario was phenomenal yeah i completely agree and you know that's one of the things through the pandemic when we had been working on sort of covid 19 resources and ppp i actually worked with brent at that time and said can we kind of cross the associations to be able to share some of this information back and fourth, for the benefit of our members, and the answer, of course, was, yeah, let's figure it out. Here's how we do it, right? And and again, um, because of the power of those peer groups and people actually, I think, caring, it got done, right? And yeah, so really appreciate that answer, uh, Tim. And how about you, Deborah? Do you have anything to you know to sort of add to that? What kind of things did you see uh, associations help people with through the pandemic? I think you know Tim hit on every point because really starting with you, Bob Goldberg, that's the first thing that came to mind when you were going to ask that question is, you know, having having Bob, I saw him with with uh, manufacturers presenting this information, MPSA presenting this information, obviously the BTA presenting this information. We would not, I, I, we might have survived, but it would have been a lot more difficult to navigate the murky waters of the whole COVID experience without really having that presence and being able to talk with each other about, okay, did you do your PPP? What did you get? How did you do this? You're laying off people. Just for, there were so many things coming at us as dealers that really not knowing which way to go and to have each other working together to make sure we did it the right way, it was invaluable. I mean, Tim hit on everything. It, it just was invaluable. I agree. <laughs> I would like to add from one little thing there, even though I don't feel like I, I don't want to talk too much, but it made you keep a cool head. Yes. That I can't explain that any better. By having everyone there, you kept a cool head through that and you didn't have those knee jerk reactions that maybe some did that didn't have other people to bounce things off of. And it made us dramatically stronger. Uh, our people are so loyal to us, we can lay off a soul. And it, thank goodness we didn't, as it turned out. And it, it made us so, our employees are enamored with us. They, they love us. They're, they're not looking for jobs, even though jobs are everywhere right now. Yeah, it's, it's a great point you bring there is that I feel that myself through this whole ordeal was uh, that because we worked with other people, it's less scary, it's less frightening, and you're less prone to make um, a big mistake based on emotions, right? Like when you have these peer groups be able to speak with people, they can slow you down a bit and say, well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I know what you're saying, but we, we, we thought that too. And then here's what we discovered, right? Just absolutely, you know, perfect. Thanks for that, for that addition. 
Yeah. And, uh, and I'm sorry, we're actually getting to the end of our time. So I'm going to have to jump into our last question, which is if you had one message to send to those sitting on the fence about joining an organization like the BTA or the MPSA, you know, what would that be? And Joe, maybe I'll get you to start. I'll just use no, I'll use no classic. Try it. You'll like it. <laughs> right. Cause those of us that are heavily engaged in organizations, especially in the volunteering roles of organizing, we know how hard it is to get people to take that first step, right? Cause at some point in our lives, we took the first step, right? You joined, in my case, you know, you got uh, tapped to be in the key club, right? Well, that was scary. I was in 10th grade. I'm like, eh, I don't know what's about all this, but I got in it. And then I got developed by some people saying, Hey, you're willing to spend some time and you get a mentor or somebody who's in leadership says, this guy's willing to learn and be part of this organization, this association. And we grow up those people. So, I would say to anybody out there, hey, maybe it's not your thing. Maybe you've not been involved in a lot. You're one of the, you know, the percentage of population, you're in that 50% that kind of hangs out and follows and kind of you know, does their part, but not leading, not really going that next level. Just reach out and say, hey, I'd like to get involved. How can I get involved? That, that would be my one piece of advice for you know, people out there as well, is uh, to try it and you will absolutely you know, love it, right? You know, I'm, I'm with you, Joe. Uh, try it. You'll like it. <laughs> Deborah. Um, well, you know, I think that mine was just do it, you know, just do it. And I'll tell you from a different perspective, I'm not an owner of the company. So what I would say, if there's owners out there, they really, they don't feel like they have the time or really that are point in their life. Find somebody in your organization. That's a champion that really wants to learn more about it and grow them up, put them out there, get their name, call one of us on the group. Um, yeah, because again, I come at it from a different perspective. I'm not an owner of the company, but I'm very passionate about it. So find those people within your organization that are passionate about this industry, and it will really help them be better for your companies. So I really love that. So even if you don't have time for it, I bet somebody on your team does. That's right. That's great advice. And uh, Tim, you get the last word. So what's your one piece of advice for people maybe sitting on the fence? Watch this video. <laughs> <laughs> if this doesn't convince you, you're never going to be convinced, number one. You think you don't have time. Most of the dealers, when they say, well, I don't get anything out of it, or I haven't had a, been to an event, well, guys, you know what? You, you can't afford not to be. You really can't. You think you're doing okay, you're just not. And you need to be here. You need to be a part of an organization that's bigger than you, that'll make you a better person a better company, a better uh, giver to your own community, whatever you want to be, you will be enhanced if you're a part of a group like this. And you have got to understand that. The sooner you do, the better off you're gonna be. Make time, and as Deborah said, if you haven't got the time, find someone in your organization you trust and believe in and put them into it. But you've got to do it. I love it, you've got to do it. So I can't thank you all enough for, for doing it. and. Uh, really taking care of the industry, the organizations you work for, and more than that, uh, the, the industries that the organizations that we all interact with. So thank you very much for, for what you do. Thank and, you, Will. <laughs> and uh, to everyone out there that's uh, tuned in today and watched us on TigerTube, thank you. And if you've been listening in on uh, TigerPod Radio, thank you as well. There's lots of other great learning resources at tigerpod.com resources. Make sure you get out there, keep learning, and join the MPSA and the BTA. Thank you. And so we come to the end of another exciting episode of Tiger Paw Radio. 
If you'd like to listen to more great learning content to help you grow your business, please be sure to visit www.tigerpod.com and click on the resources tab. You can also subscribe to your favorite podcast platforms to be sure you never miss another episode. And until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and keep that inner tiger strong.